The last thing I'm going to say is this. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is no light. There's a song Metallica has, No Leaf Clover, and it says, man, when it comes to the soothing light at the end of your tunnel, it's just a freight train coming your way. So if you're seeing a fucking light, it's a freight train. Just put your head down and go to work. It's about to be fun, man. It's about to be fun. We use the guillotine in this country. Thursday, October 6th. Welcome in to the GG Guillotine Fantasy Football League Podcast. Frederick Chopin here with the mad algorithm assist LF Guillotine. Jason. Let's fucking go. I'm excited. Happy week, whatever it is. Week five in the books. Started already. Your bo- How about go. your boy Dan Campbell there to get us started? Nothing Love like him. a little hard Dan <clears throat> Dan Talica. Love it. He loves it. Just a freight train coming your way. Pickle (laughs) and mouth technique. All right, look. Here's the deal. It's Thursday. We've got Thursday night football on in the background. And I could not be more bummed about how bad this game is. (laughs) The Denver Broncos versus the Matt Ryan at the helm Colts. And... He just threw a pick. He looks terrible. Russell Wilson doesn't look much better. Melvin Gordon just fumbled. I think we we've got a we're like mid season form for Thursday night football here. You always get those first Barnstorm. couple at the year where the guys don't realize they're playing Thursday night and they get good games, and then the season goes on and they're like, oh yeah, that's right. This is Thursday night. We're supposed to suck. Yeah, I think that's the takeaway. Yeah, both these teams do suck, too, and they both got their backup running backs. It's abysmal, so I don't expect too much out of it. Give me uh, give me the AS, ASMR Russ Wilson eating a Subway sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. Judy just dropped like a five-yard in route right in his lap. I mean, what is going on? This is terrible. So, look, at least we got a podcast to distract us. So, welcome Indeed. in. Thanks for joining us. We are happy to be here. Look, we've got a really good show today. We've got an autopsy to go over. We've got waivers. We've got a brand new segment we are going to unveil this evening. You know, something sort of uh, hit me a little bit earlier. I realized there's only one other podcast about guillotine leagues. And it's (laughs) from the man who created the guillotine league, his brainchild, Paul Charchian, if you don't know, Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. Um, Check it out. It's on iTunes if you haven't yet. I'm sure I've sent you all the link. Great podcast. Gives you good info on the most chopped players of the week, their bidding strategies. Very informative and very helpful. But I realized, I think we're number two. Number two, we'll take it. Who does number two work for? Let's fucking go. <laughs> I think if you were if you were joining guillotine leagues like this here and you went to look for a podcast, we might actually show up and you might even click on it for whatever reason. Oh, <laughs> and I would just like to reiterate, if you have done that and you are with us right now, myself and my co-host, we are we are we started a guillotine league and this is just for our league. Like we just <laughs> We thought, hey, it would be funny just, if we did a podcast just for the, like us 18 idiots. And that's why we were Just two guys here. talking ball. 
Just two guys talking ball, honking around, watching some Thursday night, (laughs) you know, in the basement with our dogs. And look, I got to tell you, you know, I didn't think we'd make it this far if I'm being being really honest. (laughs) We're still here. I don't hate it. I sent sent LF Guillotine a link in my car one Thursday afternoon, and as soon as he clicked it, it just started recording a podcast. He had no idea. Completely set him up. And we've been doing it ever since, so we'll just we'll keep seeing where this goes. If you've joined us this evening looking for Guillotine League information, Guillotine League content, Guillotine League strategy, we're going to give it to you. Look, of course it's for our league, but we realize, hey, maybe some other people are getting into this. Let's try to, let's try to involve them as well. Let's give some useful information for the others to absorb. It's good for us, it's good for our league, and it's good for you. So we're going to try to do that as well this evening. We've also got a brand new episode of the Sanson Rankings, proprietary, algorithmically uh, put together from the mind of LF Guillotine himself. The new Sanson Rankings for the Guillotine League. We've also got some mailbag and those juicy lock-it-up predictions okay so if you've stumbled in here this evening uh we're gonna get to some strategy some guillotine league overall overarching themes a little bit later but first we've got a little bit of housekeeping to do again this week jason do you know where we're going back across the pond your favorite footy squad let's go tottenham hotspurs the tottenham hotspurs we're going to London, so if you've got teams playing uh, Green Bay, I believe, versus the New York Football Giants, going to be playing this Sunday, 9.30 a.m. If you go to bed Saturday night, make sure you got those lineups set because it comes up quick. Just have that in the back of your mind. Again, I'd like to reiterate, buys are starting in week six. The Lions, the Raiders, the Titans, the Texans, oh my. If you've got any <laughs> of those players, start making plans. Week 7 coming up right around the corner as well. The buys in Week 7 are your Buffalo Bills, the Cowboys, the Jags, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Steelers. So now's the time. There's a lot of good players, you know, a lot of of big fantasy assets in those games. Start making a plan for Week 6 and 7 and what you're going to do. Start collecting some uh, some players to fill in the gaps. You want to do it now before everyone starts to realize, hey, I need players too, and there, there's none left. And also, I just wanted to make one more quick note. Uh, SMDFTB has a buy in week 10, so he might want to start getting ready for that because his whole team, the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> are going to be on a buy in week 10. <laughs> so if I were That's you, I'd start getting some players from other football teams. There's, what, 31 others last time I checked? I think so. I think, that's, I think that number is accurate. Okay. So... Uh, we're going to get into all this, all these juicy, juicy segments. But first, Jason, let's don the rubber gloves, unshackle this headless corpse, and see if we can diagnose this week's cause of death in the autopsy. He's been dead a long time, and I can tell you it was not poison. Oh, man. He's got lines of distension across the duodenum, and the interior wall is ripped open. He was hemorrhaging internally. And there was a hematoma in the rectus and the transverse abdominis muscles. 
All right, you all know his name. You were with us Thursday night. We were watching, or sorry, Monday night. We watched it happen live. There was butthole clenching. There were three teams jockeying for position, and only one man is going home this week. That man, hate hate the high draw. draw. Yes, we know him. We know him very well. Jeremy C., friend of the show, friend of a friend of a friend in real life. Good buddy, Jeremy. Um, We tried to get him on the show. He's a little busy this evening, but I did get a few direct quotes. He called me on Tuesday morning. (laughs) Said, hey, man, can't log into the league. What's going on? (laughs) Evidently, that's the case. He said, uh, "We've got." you know know what happened? uh, He asked you what happened. He said, you know, I went... (laughs) I went to bed. He's like, I had so many points. I was, uh, you know, I was like one of the highest scoring teams in the league. And now I'm just gone. I'm just out. Like what happened? Any given Sunday, man. And yeah. I, I, you know, I think we, we went through it a little bit and I just like, you know, it's like what we talked about. Hey man, we didn't see you spending any money on the waivers. Like, do you <laughs> yeah. know how this works? Like, <clears throat> and he did, he did say, I think he knows how it works. He thought he had a good team. We thought he had a good team. The numbers yeah. said he had a good team. The waiver spending this week, I think we'll see. I was going to say, the savages attacking the the names out there were certainly agreeing that, hey, well, there's some good players out here. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unlucky. And I think that's uh, a lot to it. A lot of it is luck. And a lot of it is unluck. And uh, when you get chopped, you're certainly on the uh, the unlucky side. So since we don't have hate the high draw here, Jason, I'm going to have to ask you, uh, what went wrong this year for Mr. Hate the High Draw, Mr. Jeremy C? Where do you think he went wrong? You know, I, I mean, honestly, I think he had a solid roster. I think, uh, it, you know, looking at it off the cuff, Marvin Jones put up a zero for him. Didn't help him at all. He lost by 0.3 points. I think we identified if he had put a Russell Gage in there, a Tyler Boyd in there. We would not be talking about him this week, um, so that was a that was an interesting choice. He chose the uh, the Jaguars versus the Eagles. Makes sense, I guess. He's kind of going, "Hey, Trevor's going to be slinging it. It's going to be a tough kind of junk time game." Marvin Jones gives him a zero, not helping. No, yeah, we did touch on that. He had some guys on the bench that could have really helped. Um, obviously, hindsight twenty twenty, uh, Jones. I th- I don't know. I think he'd been playing well. We did think they were going to have to throw the game script. They were probably going to be coming from behind. Um, I right. did see a stat, though. God, I think I sent it into our group group chat. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles secondary, basically Darius Slay, and um, I forget their second cornerback there. Uh, the, the QBR for a quarterback just throwing a ball into the ground every time they drop back is like 36. And if you target the Eagles' top two corners, it goes down to like 20, 27. <laughs> Like so you're better, better off just better chucking odds, it. Just intentional yeah. grounding. Every play. Jesus. So they, they're good, That's, man. I got to yeah. give them some credit. They're, they're playing really well, and it's it's coming to fruition. Um, We saw it. I think they had one bad week. And other than that, man, they've been locked down. And you pair that with a good offense, they're going to be a tough out. But, you know, I will say I'm looking at the the draft board here, and here's how Hate the High Draw started his draft this year from the 15th spot, 18-team league. 
he started Saquon Barkley and Lamar Jackson. Mm. I mean, that's a pretty good start. I mean, yeah, what else can you ask for? That is pretty damn good. And then to me, you know, if, if this is draft day and, and I come back with Terry McLaurin and Brandon Cooks, I'm going, okay, I think I can win this year. I mean, that's those four, you got to be thinking Cooks is going to get all the targets. McLaurin's a budding talent. You know, their defense sucks. Um, and man, they both just picked, they both picked a week to just really shit the bed together. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem right there. You know, kind of like you were saying, um, his two of his top four picks just disappeared. And then the rest of his wide receivers, you know, like you said, he, he started Marvin Jones. He drafted Gage a little higher, Boyd a little higher, Elijah Moore a little higher. Maybe could have made a decision there that would have kept him around one more week. But, man, I mean, it's razor-thin margins. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Cooks didn't do too bad. It was really McLaurin could have stepped it up. And McLaurin kind of left him hanging, um, you know, his number one wide receiver off the draft board. But Cooks did. Cooks put up you know, double-digit points. But, uh, yeah, so I think looking at the week, really, it's McLaurin and then taking a zero from Marvin Jones. When you actually drafted Boyd and Russell Gage ahead of him. So, I don't know. Give your boy the rock. Maybe he was doing good in practice this week. <laughs> he had a solid practice. Yeah, because it's it, his decision. Just taking a look at the weekly scores, uh, Schlow Nation up there at the top. He's the first one to crack the 500 point mark, 507 on the year. Hate the high draw, um, seventh overall in total scoring at 416. So I, I understand why. You know, he liked his chances, was maybe holding on to some cash, trying to save it for a push at the end of the year when, when some. Big, you know, maybe like this week when a team like his own got chopped to right. afford some of the bigger names. So, yeah, like you say, any any given Monday, it can really just it can any reach given up there Monday and get night. You. I mean, we thought any he was going through, night. no problem, even with that high water mark, even if with a bad week, and then you know that Monday night game really changed his outlook. Yeah, that's true. That was actually the way it went down too. He actually had set the bar. Uh, he had no player minutes remaining. He had two teams underneath him, and it was just a catch by Kittle and a Debo Samuel go off. Send him to the uh, send him to the abyss. It's unfortunate, unlucky. It is unfortunate, and I wish we could have had him here to talk through it because he's a very he's a, fun, a funny guy, and it would have been funny. He said, <laughs> "I was like, oh man, have you listened to the podcast?" He said, "Podcast." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm like, well, you're getting just the text. talking to ourselves. You're getting the text, right? And he's like, oh yeah, dude. He's like, I looked down at my phone the other night. He's like, I've never had over like 400 missed messages. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, you can like text people in there, right? Yeah, I think man, he's that been out of control. I will give him a little credit. It's, he was just out in um, Colorado, I think, and then maybe California nice. before that. So. No, it is good with the uh, the chat group. Whenever something does go off, some big play, it just the phone just explodes. I gotta <laughs> put it away for a minute. So, I mean, his waiver spending. Now, this is two teams that have been. Is it the last two weeks straight? Right, the last two weeks. Uh, yep, we've lost two teams that have spent exactly zero dollars on the waiver so far this year. Do you think that's, that's a coincidence? Yeah, I think it's a it's a trend. Two's a trend. Three's a party. So. There's something to say. Now, that doesn't mean that they haven't tried to bid, but true, uh, true. they certainly haven't been they certainly haven't been successful. So yeah, I think at this point, you know, it's obvious there's some players that are getting dropped that are putting up points. Uh it's definitely worth kind of digging in your pockets and trying to get somebody to help you out, especially if you've been dabbling at the bottom, you know, week to week now. That said, he hasn't. So it was a that was a weird one for him. 
So you just never really know. I think the takeaway really is get somebody on your squad that's going to give you some points. All right. Well, Mr. Hate the High Draw, we uh, had a pleasure having you again. Thank you so much for your participation. And if you want to get back in, give another run. Again, we have the Last Chance Kitchen League that we're going to kick off in week eight. Again, one of the best things about guillotine leagues is they are constantly running and starting new leagues. Every week, you can get in at guillotineleagues.com. We're going to start our own with the chopped teams. Once we get to week eight, take eight teams, and we're going to run it back. But for now, let's get into what everyone wants to hear. All right, LF Guillotine, let's talk some waivers. Let's talk about these players that we're just chopped from hate to high draw. We you know, we talked about it right there. His draft started pretty yep. well with Saquon Barkley and Lamar Jackson. And you know, we talked about this every episode. Saquon Barkley, he's been the best running back in the league so far this year. Uh, he, you know, just as game by game, I think he's never been, he's he's never not been a running back one in any week so far. He's the engine of that offense. He, uh, you know, he does it all. He catches Great runner, balance, vision, speed, big play-breaking ability. Everybody wanted him. Only one man got him. <laughs> Who was it? That's right. The Kittle engine that could. Dropping $715. Got his man. Oof. So big money. we set a new record, right? The highest <laughs> spent on yep. a player. I mean, it's going up every week. Seven fifteen. The get price your boy. of the brick just going up. Yeah, not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. I mean, uh, I think the next highest bid was six sixty three. Uh, season average four eighty seven. Men one seventeen. Somebody paid an eight fifty for him. So I think seven fifteen's in there. But man, oh my, that's wild. It's steep, but you're right. It is in there, <laughs> and you know. I, it's kind of, I think there's a lot of new players this year. I think guillotine leagues are really taking off. And I think there are a ton, a ton of new leagues, new players. And I swear, I've never seen more money spent, um, you know, than this year. Like last year, I feel like it was much more conservative with the players that we played with in the league we were in. And just looking at these numbers, I feel like they're almost double this year. I mean, you're yeah. always going to have that high bid of like, people are going to bid their whole wallet some weeks like in every league, there's going to be one guy, but they're just, it's been pretty crazy to see these numbers. Yeah. And I think if we look at the landscape too, of our, the teams that we're trying to bid, you know, a lot of uh, key running backs went down You know, Jonathan Taylor's out this week, Jonathan Taylor's out tonight. So that's high draft capital. You're trying to replace and Saquon doing his thing, get him on your team, I guess. So nice pickup. I think he filled a hole that, uh, that he needed. Yes, um, that was yeah, Kittle engine that could. He had some buys coming up. He's got some lions. Uh, he's got some injuries. I know he was desperate to get a, a bell cow running back to try to keep him in a little bit longer. And he did give us a tweet. Again, we are on Twitter at GGGatine. Uh, Mr. Killer Kohler, that is the Kittle engine that could. He sent a tweet because I, I posted the picture of our highest bids online. 
and he responded, <laughs> nice. so glad I bumped up my bid for Barkley last night before I went to bed. I was sitting at 650. So he would have lost oh, if he didn't wow. do what I did, wake up in a sweat <laughs> and bump it up another 75. 65. Around the horn, man. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, I think um, what is know, the, his squad's solid. I mean, What is the prices right has, where they have the, uh, the little um, – the guy going up the mountain, the miner or whatever. Is that the other one? And you got to, well, before the, he goes off the cliff. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> that's what you mean. That's what I, I think of when you to, say that. Go to bed dreaming about people in the crowd shouting at you like, go up, go up, go, go, go up. Go, go, go. But I mean, now, I mean, his squad though, and he's got Christian McCaffrey and he's got Saquon now. So, hey, you hit them on a high week. Damn, that's I mean, not too two bad. best that, running backs in the, in the league, yep. like in a PPR to me, like right now. Yep. Yeah, congrats, Kittle Engine. They nice done. Spending that cheese. So next, we talked about him. I mean, he's the number one overall scorer in fantasy football for any position. Clearly, at the quarterback position, we've said before. He's a top ten quarterback. He's a top ten running back, and you get to play him in one slot mr lamar <laughs> jackson going to don't tuck my dick from the back I ain't never had that ever happened to me i'm trying to get see what that be like right there look, <laughs> that, 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 that. look <laughs> smd ftb getting this boy i mean he's got all the rest getting of the ravens team. why not get lamar 666 dollars we told him to get his boy he did it he was happy about it he wanted to hear his, he wanted to hear a shout out. I think he did a great job. I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to be good for you. 342 is the season average. Somebody got him for 51 bucks and then somebody got him for $1000. So 666 Mark of the Beast. He is a beast. I hope he does good things for you. Yeah, I mean, we we like the look the next highest bid 602. So for both of these two highest, you look at it and man, that's a lot of money, but there's several teams looking to spend it. So that's right. that's the yep. situation we found ourselves in. It's a competitive league. People are spending up early. I'm enjoying it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I would I'd hate to sit here and look at this. And, oh man, he went for a hundred bucks. Like that's right. That's, that, I can't believe we let that. You know, there's some price enforcing going on, and it's gonna it's gonna come home to roost eventually. We're gonna be here in week. 11, 12, looking at uh, Schlow Nation and slice them and dice them, getting Lamar for like 30 bucks off the, you know, because the next team only has yeah. 27 left or whatever. It will be interesting to see. And the guys that keep rocking and strong, St. Krim is the only one with $1,000 left. And uh, he's sitting up pretty high. So watch out your Schlow Nations and your St. Krims. Saint, fat yeah, pockets you saw and fat points. You know? <laughs> be careful yeah could go any way for it either way for it pigs get fed fellas hogs get slaughtered don't hog all that fab <laughs> next on the list you know him well he's been up here every week Ramondre Stevenson going to flocked up for a buck 39 we don't hate that Jason nope don't hate it at all next highest 117 uh, league got him. I, you know, what does the fucking league? And they're an interesting one there too, with losing uh, their quarterback. Sixty-one bucks is the average for the season. Somebody got him for a buck. Highest three thirty-one. So nice, man. Nice, nice little snag there. One thirty-nine. I don't hate it. Always got to get yourself a uh, a running back from the pe- patch of the yachts. I'm just curious what they're gonna do. You know, they're on, are they down to their third string? Is Mac Jones coming back? I think he is, but. 
Yeah, the rookie didn't play bad. Um, obviously, it's almost like a clear split there, and I think Ramondre is a great uh, pass catcher, so PPR. Um, I think he's like a necessary player. He's not sexy, but, you know, God forbid he gets that whole backfield to himself. Then you're looking at it a little different. And I will I'll, I'll sort of highlight this. I've been looking at, um, now that we have uh, four weeks under our belt, looking at some of the, um, you know, defensive metrics versus an offense and versus uh, particular parts of that offense, uh, such as, you know, the quarterback play, running back, wide receiver, and tight end scoring. And if you split it out and you take a look at – New England's rest of the season schedule, they're sitting pretty well as far as uh, against the running back. The rest of the defenses they play, uh, seventh, which is, you know, seventh, I guess, worst. How do you want to say that? Seventh best, I guess. So they yeah. you know, really, really favorable schedule versus running backs. And if you look at the adjusted rank, uh, New England has the 14th best schedule for running backs going forward. So that bodes well, I think, for Stevenson. And, uh, you know, across the board, the defenses they play the rest of the way, obviously that division is not very tough defensively. And uh, they have a pretty soft schedule. So I, I don't hate the Ramondre. It's a little steep for my no, blood. That, but. Well, that's a big play for him. Like we spoke to about earlier, he's got Jonathan Taylor on his squad who's out. The only other running back he even has on his team is Miles Sanders. He has nobody on the bench. It's all wide receivers, Oof. one tied in. So it's just Miles Sanders and now Ramondre Stevenson. So he needed to get somebody in there. I think it's a great, it's a great the alarm. But that'll be interesting. <laughs> that'll be interesting. All right, next on the list, you know him well, Mean Mugen getting his boy. We know Mean Mugen is a big Commanders fan. Went and got his guy, Terry McLaurin, the uh, the Mach 1, McLaurin there for $75. Um, budding talent. We talked about him a little bit. He's supposed to be the one on on the commanders and uh, just sort of hasn't panned out this year. I think a lot of that has to do with quarterback play. And I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the season adjusted ranking for the quarterback position there in Washington, and they have the uh, second worst schedule for quarterbacks moving forward. But interestingly, that's the raw numbers. If you look at it, the adjusted numbers, it actually goes to ninth best. So I don't know who to believe there. Um, you know, numbers can lie, but hips don't lie. And Terry's got beautiful hips. Darren Paul, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a good, definitely a great pickup. I wanted uh, both of these uh, kind of next guy we're going to talk about as well, but I wanted Terry. I think he's a great wide receiver. Been putting up double digit points each week, except for week four and the team gets chopped. Um, average win and bid one thirty two. Men, five bucks, max 427 on the season. Uh, looking at in our league, the next highest was 73. So somebody lost them by two bucks. Shame. That's close. I love seeing that. Got to hit that points up, up, so up. Because you know whoever bid that 73 is like, mother fuck. <laughs> Should have bid three more times. All right. <laughs> uh, but that takes us <laughs> to our next. Uh, uh, next here, here on the go. list. I think we lost you there for a minute, hey, Chris. Glad to have you back. Lost you there for LFG. a second. Uh, <laughs> but that takes us to our next. Highest player, Brandon Cooks on uh, Houston, was added for $60 by Slippery When Wet. We like, I mean, I like this personally. I know you like this too. Cooks is a target hog. He had one bad week. I think they're going to bounce back in a big way this week. Um, you know, there's really not a lot around him there as far as the pass catching goes. We like the rookie running back. 
but I think Cooks is Mr. Necessary. And if you look at their schedule going forward, very, very favor- favorable, um, especially for the quarterback and running back position. But six best schedule moving forward in the raw numbers against defenses for wide receiver and 12th best adjusted. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great pick for him. I think um, for Slippery when wet, before he had that, he was kind of looking at his flex spots. He had J.K. Dobbins having some issues there, but now he's got a solid squad with Cortland Sutton, Romeo Dubs, Gabe Davis, and now uh, boy Brandon Cooks. I think that's a solid you know, quattro of wide receivers in PPR league. What is Cooks going for? What's his average right now? And Cooks for the season, $97. So that's $1 somebody got him. And a max of 501. So the average 97 bucks, man. So he has one bad so, week yeah. and you get a $40 discount. I, I like that a lot, actually. I think of the week, you know, he's not the biggest name. He's not the sexiest name. But to me, if you can if you can put a guy like Brandon Cooks on your roster for 60 bucks, man, like yeah. sign me up. I bet, <laughs> I bet yeah, Slippery Wim Wet didn't expect to wake up to that being a successful bid. And look, the next highest bid, again, 57 right there. So competitive again for Brandon Cooks. Moving down the list, get off me with his boy, Will Dizzily. Tight end, having a great <laughs> great season there in Seattle. Kind of left for dead by the fantasy community, but um, been, re- been reinvigorated with, with your quarterback there, LFG in Seattle. Gino. Um, He's accurate, man. $27. Don't hate it. What does the market say? Will Disley, I think he's an outsider. I was looking at his team because I mean, he's got Waller on his team. I'm wondering why he's why why he's hunting down these. Uh, maybe that maybe that's why ends. Waller hasn't been great. Yeah. Waller was billed but, as uh, top three, and he's been barely top ten in the first kind four of weeks. average. Yeah, average bid thirteen bucks. Men um, won. Somebody paid three fifty five for him. Jesus, when he gets two touchdowns, they just go crazy. I guess. Well, you know what, man? Looking at him across the season, he's averaging about three to four targets a game. He's catching all his targets. Gino's accurate as hell. Good. And well, he's, he's like 80% on the year, right? Yeah. Crazy. So he's, I guess he's, t- he's that tight end, or sorry, he's that kind of touchdown dependent, but he's been getting touchdowns in every game, but week two. So, hey, if he keeps it up, go for it, man. So I'll quickly go down a, a few here. Get off me. Gets Latavius Murray for $27. Uh, I haven't seen him in the game tonight. I haven't been watching very closely, but... <laughs> Um, a lot of speculation that, on that Denver backfield. That could, yeah, who knows what that could, uh, if that bears fruit or not. I'd love to know if he started him. I'm not looking at that page right now, but maybe you can effort that. Mean Mugen getting Tyler Boyd for $25. Compton Bama's picking up Elijah Moore for 11 Myself, Frederick Chopin, picking up Zach Wilson for a 10 spot. Um, I'm just looking forward to the buys. Uh, you know, I... I think I have a bye week seven, the Minnesota Vikings. So I just wanted to go ahead and get a quarterback now. Wilson looks like he's got a decent schedule coming up. Um, that's my only thought there. I didn't really want to spend 10 bucks on a backup quarterback, but I figured I'd just do it now and just not worry about it. Flocked up. I do want to um, – this is like my second favorite pick right now uh, of this week's waiver run as far as price, um, potential – Everything baked nope. in. Flocked up getting Gus Edwards for nine bucks. Gus Edwards, your boy, coming back for the Ravens this week off the pup. And we've seen the Ravens feed him before, right? 20, 30 carries. Yep. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, for nine bucks, why not? Yeah, he's practicing this week. I think Harbaugh likes him. I think they said they're not going to rush him back in. He's obviously got some catch up to do. But the Gus bus, dude, I mean, 
if he's going to get in there and get some work, you know, Baltimore runs the ball. Somebody's got to figure it out. I mean, Christ, they signed Kenyon Drake. So they must want somebody to come do something. Um, J.K. Dobbins kind of had a good game last week. But uh, yeah, I think Gus Edwards is a great <clears throat> running back too. Running back on your squad for nine bucks in this league. Pff, steal. Wheels on the Gus go round and <clears throat> round. Uh, rounding out this week of waivers, Cameron Brait to some guy named LF Guillotine for a dollar. What do you know about that? <laughs> well, so <clears throat> you, what you don't see on my screen is I have no active player to drop like six times mentioned. <laughs> so I had all these, you know, we got the extra roster spot this week. So I had all, all right. these $1 kind of just guys lined up. Uh, I, there was no real way to kind of reorganize yes, the $1. Is, and I'm going to tell you how you can do it. Okay. You have to put them all in their in a one bid group by themselves. Uh, you know, because we got that extra roster spot, and I thought about this while I was doing it, and I didn't want to tell anybody uh, just in case it benefited me. <laughs> but now that it's over. <laughs> and now we know. You know, I think what you have to do in this situation, because um, guillotine leagues, if you don't know, there's a selection you can select for your league, gives you an extra bench spot after weeks four, eight, and 12. And when you get that extra bench spot, um, there's no like, there's no like highlighted uh thing when you go to make your waiver group that's like hey don't forget you get an extra bench spot this week so some people right. are probably just picking players to drop anyway we tried to text people about this uh most people knew this in our league but i'm sure in some leagues people just had no idea if that was an option or not but i think like the strategy for me is okay every player i wanted this week right like whatever i was willing to pay for them i put them all in one group at the top all 10 players i might have wanted for whatever price i wanted with no player to drop so that way, if any one of those processes, I get them, no players drop for my team. And then I went back and made separate ones for each player with a player to drop that were in that same big group. You, you follow me? So if I got one of those right. for free, then that would process that group's done. And then if I had a player under that for a price that I wanted and it went to process them, it would be able to process because I had somebody in there for them to drop. So I duplicated drop, every yeah. player out of that first group in another group with someone to drop. <clears throat> yeah, it does that contingency thing. So yeah, I was just clicking, 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 adding all these guys. But either way, yeah, Cameron Bray, whatever. I got Cameron Bray, hooray. He's a turd. He's going through a concussion protocol, but uh, we'll see. I think Schultz is still going to be my starting guy. Back on uh, Get Off Me, he did not start the two guys playing tonight. So. Interesting. And I think you called, you called Dalton bench. Schultz, uh, Dalton Shirts one episode, and I really enjoyed that. I've been thinking about that ever oh, since. Oh, did I? Yeah, Dalton Shirts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm on to something. Who knows? I'll be his, his marketing guy. So to round out this week's <laughs> waivers, uh, big dollars spent this week. Mean Mugen coming in with Mystery uh, Irrelevant, MVS, Marquez, Valdez Scantling, wide receiver for your Kansas City Chiefs for another dollar. Love the pick. Anybody you get for a dollar that's starting, I'm cool with it. I like it. Love it. Want some more of it, especially till we get to, you know, eight, nine teams left. Then, then it becomes like, okay. Uh, you know, you want quality. Right now, we just need warm bodies, and MVS is a very warm body there in KC. Had a decent week. I got to say, uh, congratulations. I thought you all did very well this week. I was very entertained. I was happy to wake up to see those big-ass bids at the top. Really, really uh, lights the fire inside of me for this podcast. So I appreciate it. Um, very good stuff. But now we're going to take a short break, and we're going to give you a word from our sponsors. I was always that guy on the golf course, slowing up my buddies, losing balls, getting piss-ass drunk to have an excuse for my poor play. 
I brought Pro V1s, new golf shirts, the best shoes according to a chat room on the internet, but nothing worked. That was until I stumbled into above par in golf and entertainment. Are you like LFG a teen? Are you tired of being the butt of jokes on the course? Are you tired of losing to the short, pudgy, bearded white guy? Then do what LFG a teen did and come out to above par golf and entertainment. Located in Leonardtown, Maryland off of Route 5, Above Par is easy to get to for all Southern Maryland residents. They offer lessons for first-timers and scratch golfers all the same. Their state-of-the-art simulators will help break down every last one of your laundry list of swing flaws. I couldn't stop the banana slice. Every damn shot went to the right. It seemed the more I aimed left, the further the right the ball would go. No YouTube video, no weekend warrior, and certainly nothing I could do would fix it. Above Par showed me exactly what I was doing and worked with my swing to fix the embarrassing play. So don't delay. Get into Above Par for all your golf needs. Grip changes, club repairs, lessons, and fittings. They do it all. And don't forget to hit them straight. All right, look, you know, look, we got to pay some bills around here. So <laughs> bear with it. But I will say, look, I've been to Above Par, uh, not just because one of my family members owns it, but I had to get my clubs regripped recently. I went into above par, no questions asked, gave me the exact grips I wanted. He actually didn't have the color I wanted in stock because they had just ran out. So he overnighted some uh, of the color that I wanted, fixed up my grips. I kid you not, I went back to pick them up. I got on the simulator. Yes, they have indoor golf simulators. Yes, they will tune up your swing. They will make you look like a genius like they did LF Guillotine. I went in, grabbed my 7-iron, and like the first 10 swings, I was hitting that thing like 200 yards. And I was like, man, I think your simulator's messed up. (laughs) It's like, I only hit my 7-iron like 165. And Ryan was like, no, we just calibrated it this morning or like yesterday. And it, I think it's just the grips were so nice in my mind. I felt so confident, and I was just striping the ball. And so I was there for like two hours, and by the end of that two hours, I was hitting it like 150 again. But that first touch of those fresh grips, you know, that that beautiful, those brand-new suede grips, go by above par if you need anything golf-related. You have my word. Tell them Freddie sent you. They're going to hook you up. And, uh, you know, now look – if you've made it this long, if you've come looking for some content, right? Say, I don't give a S about the good, good guillotine. I'm not in that league. This is great. You have a podcast. Like, I want to hear some information about guillotine leagues in general. Can you help me? Is there any other content out there? Yes, there is. And we're going to give it to you right now in a new segment we call Strategy Schmategy. I'm in the back of her mouth like a cavity. My bitch bad naturally. I done came up with a strategy. I can show you how to get it mathematically. I done came up with a strategy. I can show you how to get it mathematically. I done came up with a strategy. I can show you how to get it mathematically. I done came up with a strategy. I can show you how to get it mathematically. Hey, I done came up with a plan. I do what I wanted, you do what you can. So like we've discussed before, this is actually our second year. LF Guillotine and myself co-managed a team last year. It was our first year. We made it pretty far. I think we ended up fifth overall 18-man league. We learned a lot. And we've tried to take some of that with us into this year. 
Um, not everything goes how you think it's going to go when you when you start a guillotine league. Um, I think we had a really good draft last year, the two of us putting our heads together. This year, I think our drafts were okay. We had some pretty glaring weak spots, and we've kind of had to change our strategies on the fly. And we don't have each other to bounce things off of because we're competitors now. So we're, we're keeping it a little close to the vest. But we do want to give you guys a little bit of strategy, talk a little bit about guillotine league football, and just um, give you some insight for some people that have played before. If this is your first year, um, you know, it's hard in season to gain any sort of introspective or, um, you know, have some retrospect to look back on because you're in the middle of it. You're just trying to get cut every week. <laughs> you're doing whatever you can <laughs> not to, get cut. to tread water. Right. And we yeah. know that feeling. We've had one season to look back on and we're in the midst of a second. So we are going to start LF Guillotine is going to give you some strategy tips here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, one of the things you need to take a look at is, you know, how weak are you really? Um, at this point, we're five weeks in. Um, the majority of the teams have holes left in them. You know, there's holes left and right in all the teams. Uh, not everyone we've spoken to, not everyone has had a bid yet. Because there's not even enough players dropped yet to ensure that everyone has even had a shot at picking one up. So I would say you can't have a final playoff quality team at this point in the game. Um, Nobody's one move away from winning the playoffs. Uh, One of the things to kind of look at is your average expected team strength. So if we're in a vacuum, all things equal, you're basically looking at everybody's got the QB1 through the QB14, right? Looking at positions, your RBs, RB1 through 14 is your RB1. RB 15 through 28 would be RB two. Same thing for your wide receivers. And then looking at the flexes, we're talking about two flex spots. And that's essentially looking at your wide receiver 29 through 42 or running back, even for that matter, if you got running backs, running back 29 through 42. So you're talking about the 42nd best overall wide receiver or running back is, a, is, is across our teams. And then back to the value of tight ends, tight end one through 14. Now, again, that's in a vacuum. Obviously teams are a bit heavy in one side or maybe not heavy. But in a perfect world, that's what we're looking at. So uh, if you cut to the chase, really, um, your QB ultimately should be getting you 15 points a week. Um, if we look at the cut line last week, it was 81-something was our cut line. But if you, I think from the website, it kind of it had outlined 71.49 is the cut line. What that means is ultimately who's going to get chopped. In order to even beat that score, you need a QB to get you 15 points, your RB1 to get you 10, your RB2 to get you 7.5, your two wide receivers get you 10 points. Your two flexes get you at least seven and a half. And your measly tight end gets you five. That's 72.5 points and you win that week. You don't get cut. So, you know, you don't have to have crazy studs right now. You just need to be an active team manager. Um, and I would think the kind of, you know, start focusing on or stop focusing on guys who may be great in the future and focus on players who are great right now. You know, points matter. The here and now matter. So try and evaluate your team honestly and without bias. Um, I think is my takeaways on that. Yeah, um, and, and I'll I'll chime in. We we had talked about that, like you said, sort of like those averages. You're looking for guys who are going to hit that sort of floor. You do not need studs at every position, but you know, take into account it's a it's a PPR, right? Like if you're having trouble in your flex or you're having trouble at running back. There are, you know, backup running backs out there who catch four or five balls a week, and that's a nice floor. If you can put one of those guys in just to sort of patch a hole, right? Um, you're just trying to keep your boat floating to get to the other side of the lake, you know? Like, you don't have to get there super fast. 
with the biggest boat, you're just trying to make it there alive. So you got a shot to to walk on the other side of that shore. And we talked about this order from the beginning that if you can get a hundred points a week, we feel like you're going to do pretty well. So you just sort of chop that up from your, your starter spots. Obviously you're going to get more from your, your QB than 10 a week. Like you should be aiming for more than that. I think you said 15 is like a good sort of baseline. Right. Um, you know, if you can, if you can then sort of parse out the rest of it, you've got a couple of studs, you know, you really don't need too much from your flex spots. You, you just need a chance that they could have a big week. But um, more than that, you need guys that are just steady at this point. Guys that aren't going to give you a zero, like like they gave Hate the High Draw last week. <laughs> because, <laughs> right. you know, before high, before Hate the High Draw went out, we were seeing a weird trend where uh, for the first three weeks, the team that got shot, their points were actually going down as teams are supposed to be getting better. Uh, went from 72 to 67 to 66. And then this week we see bumped way up to 82 hate the high draw goes out. So we're going to start to push closer to that 100-point mark that you sort of have to get to or go over to stay in the league. And, you know, part of it's going to be your managerial style, making sure you're looking at the matchups each week. And if you have a guy that's uh, got a higher average than somebody on your bench, but you're looking at the matchup, and maybe, you know, it's, it's in the rain, right? Or the defense they're playing adjusted points against that position – uh, they do really well. You may want to look at one of those guys on your bench and say, hey, can this guy, is he going to be in maybe a higher over-under game this week? Is there going to be more action through the air? Does he have more of a chance to catch balls? Are there other people on his team that are hurt? All these little micro uh, sort of elements can really play into whether you make it to next week or not. And I think just taking a little time to look over your roster Look at the weather reports. Look at what people are saying online about that game. Who is who is hurt on his team? Who is hurt on the other team? How well do they guard that position? Those little things can also go a very long way uh, in in making your weeks a little bit more successful in your managerial style. You know, yeah. And like you said too, yeah. Um, it just mathematically, if you break it down, right? We told you in week one, you get a ninety five percent chance of making it past week one. In week two, if you're just looking at the simple math, look, we're not saying, um, you know, it's just your chance. If you made it to week two, you were one of 17 teams. Your chances of making it out of week two are 94% still. Week three, 93, almost 94%. Week four, 93. Week five, 92. This week, you literally have a 92% chance of making it. You're one of 14 teams. <laughs> you don't need to freak out. Like like LFG said. Don't panic, dude. Yes, we have... We all have those spots of worry, um, but it's going to be okay. We're here to tell you to, to not freak out. If you can, save some of your money. Some of us had to do what we had to do. <laughs> and, um, you know, some of us had a podcast yeah. to run. We needed content. <laughs> so we had to spend a little say, extra. Yeah. Look, if you see a hole, you know, by all means, go ahead and plug it. Um, but you don't need to bid 700 bucks on the top pick to do it. And even if you do do that, that may not even fix your problem. So like he's, you know, like uh, Freddie's talking, look at the matchups, project out what you think is the minimum each starter can score. If you're weak, then maybe you pick up a one week sleeper or go to the middle of the pack for like a 30 or $60 player to get you through these kind of like tough initial weeks. But there's no need to panic right now. You just need to be active and involved in setting your lineups each week. Don't be afraid of sleepers. Um, you just got to learn to be comfortable with playing them. 
as 18 weeks is a very long time and injuries and bias happen more frequently than you think. So uh, good luck. Absolutely. So look, any given week, you could be chopped. You got to be willing to ride that edge. That's how you're going to win a guillotine league. You got to step right up to the edge, stare into the face of that vast expanse and say, I'm good. We got this. We're going to make it to next week. And we're going to keep some of this fab and we're going to keep our hopes alive. And then we're going to talk Sanson rankings. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Sanson. All right, look, if you don't know your ass, better call somebody. LF Guillotine has been in the basement. He's been crunching the algorithms, and he's here to tell you who's at the top of the Sanson rankings this week. If you missed it last week, we unveiled the first episode of the Sanson rankings, and that is basically for the GG Guillotine, the power rankings. Jason's put together the algorithm. He's crunched the numbers. He's figured out through past present and future who are the strongest remaining teams in the gu gu guillotine league he's going to tell you right now who the algorithm thinks has the best chance of taking it home this year in the gg guillotine he's going to start at the top and he's going to tell us who does the sanson rankings have this week at number one yep at number one and remaining at one from last week, it is Schlow Nation with a score of 1,588 in the Sanson score. What a score. <laughs> Holy shnikes. He's out of control. Yeah, he's a wild team. Um, the Sanson's kind of got a got a mind of its own, this guy, but uh, I think I like where it's going. So, Number two so against Schlow, do we have any changes in the top three? None in the top three. In fact, none of the top four. Four are still the same. Slow Nation, St. Krim, Tejas Plainsman, Slice em and Dice em as your top four. Okay, so still have, still strong at the top, the, the guys that were there last week. And look, your team, one week does not make a season. One week's not going to change your Sanson ranking. If you got a strong team in weeks one through four, you probably got a strong team in week five. So that makes sense. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I will say that things started to get shaken up here in the uh, five, six, seven slot. We got three teams moving up. Um, number five, my man, Slippery When Wet. Slippery. Moving up two spots. <laughs> moving, moving up two spots from last week. He's got a 1,226 score this week. Very nice, Sanson, right there. Very nice, indeed. Following up in six, moving up three spots is the Compton Bamas. 1,112. Ever since he called in and, and, uh, and, and talked shit about my team, that's what you're going to get, Compton Bamas. You're going down, Bamas. Then, uh, going down. And number seven, you got myself, LF Guillotine, staying strong. Moving up four spots. I like it. Thanks, Sanson. Moving up four spots. Lucky number seven. Look at you on the move, LFG. Yeah. Uh, staying at eight, Mean Mugen held strong in the eight seed. We like that. Moving we like Mugen's squad. We, he snuck out last week with a tight hole. Um, did he, who, did he get the, um, the award last week he was, or no, cause oh, there was one team the, that was like less than a point I think away. It was right? get off, I think it was get off me. Get off me. Got the, uh, what I do mean, we call that? The near death experience. Near death. Congratulations. You know, get off me. 
And I think you dawned him with the, he should have gone home. He I should have. Yes. And I would love to talk about that more and see how <laughs> great of a call that was. And he got so freaking lucky that he didn't go home. Get off me. You gave him the coulda, shoulda. Oh, and actually it was him that called and talked shit about me, not Compton Bamas. Sorry about that, Bamas. little correction <laughs> for the pod. Get off me. These, anybody left? You son of a... Anybody left in this league's talking shit on two clowns, honking ball on a <laughs> Thursday night. But uh, here we go. Here we go. So get off me moved up one. He's in the nine spot. Now, SMDFTB moved down five spots. He moved down the Sanson. SMDFT moved down. So that's interesting. He spent a ton of bucks this week. Uh, I wonder if the Sanson's taking into account his week 10 buy and just saying, look, he's not going to make it past week 10. How can we move him up? You know, yeah, he's got, I don't know. I guess he's got the whole entire Ravens team. I mean, how can we expect him to get past week 10? I don't know. And to be quite honest, man, I think in his acquisition, his like, his kind of just looking at his team power. He probably only gained kind of like seven points, which is bizarre. It's a bar, bizarre number to look at. And, and but, just uh, give us like team power. When you say that, what is that sort of um, signal? What is team power? Um, is that like a their, their past or how well they've managed or how strong their team is overall? How strong their team is overall to date. Um, and kind of just looking at a, a points per game perspective. Um you know, it just didn't really move the needle too much, man. It's crazy. Don't tuck my dick so, back. Look, I can't even <laughs> pretend to try to get in your head and these these crazy mathematical equations that you've got. Um, Jason, I have seen uh, his uh, boyfriend sent me a picture of their laboratory. <laughs> and although there was a lot of smoke and a lot of bubbles um, and, you know, test tubes and stuff, you could tell <laughs> you had a lot of computers down there all sort of daisy-chained together and I just can't even imagine what your electricity bill looks like right now. But um, we really do thank you for putting this together and and giving us this visual, this uh, this outline to be able to see. You know, who it's hard to to say in a guillotine, right? Because like you said, we all have holes. Um, we've all made some poor decisions, maybe, or some really good decisions that have saved us. It's hard to quantify. So for you to put together this this. Uh, you know, this system, the Sanson rankings, we are all very grateful. And I love being able to have a way to sort of quantify uh, your your past, your present, your future of your guillotine standings and your outlook. And I got to say, people are going to be knocking down your basement door, trying to trying to rip this algorithm right out of your hard drive. So do make sure your locks are, are very good, strong, you know, puts a couple extra on the door. Um, you know, people are going <laughs> to figure out where you live. They're going to come for the Sanson uh, proprietary yeah. rankings. I just want you to be safe, be careful, and just really look out for yourself. No, the algorithms are protected. The uh, the IP lawyers are contacted, and uh, the Sanson is safe. But um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see in the end how how lovely it is. But I think uh, I think it's on to something. I think it's taken like, like I said, it's kind of taken a mind of its own. This crazy fucking thing. I really like uh, where where it's sitting now. Have you noticed, has anybody moved way down? Who do we got again this week in our bottom three? Uh, teams yeah, that are, are weak three. to the Sanson and we think maybe going home this week. Yeah. So, yeah. So, after SMD of TB at 10, Frederick Chopin actually went up to, but you're hey, at 11. Hey, I know that guy. Flocked up, stayed at 12. Okay, now, so the Kittle spending. Ends, yeah. The kid, yeah, so here's your bottom three. Flocked up, 
the Kittle engine that could drop down seven spots. Seven spots for Kittle engine after seven getting the spots. best running back in the yeah. league. I think what it's, I mean, hey, a PPR, you know, running backs are going to do so much. Now, again, you know, we'll see, you know, Saquon's money, but maybe it's taken into factor injury possibilities. I mean, you could start. You know, he's got some buys coming up too. He's got two two of his strongest mm-hmm. players on the lines and they got a buy coming up. Maybe, the, you know, just everything uh, in totality, maybe the Sanson just didn't like, um, you know, his, his sort of fab remaining. I know it doesn't like mine. And that is a big factor. And I think it's important. And I think the Sanson is right on there to take a look at how much you have left and, and what you're going to be able to do Man. moving forward. He's got a hundred, yeah. The Kittle engine that could, he's got 170 bucks. He's got the lowest amount of uh, remaining fab. So we'll, well see what happens. I wouldn't say lowest. <laughs> oh, yeah. It isn't the lowest. In fact, with our last place rounding out, I'm me with a Sanson score of 444. Boo. Oof. So, yeah, I'm me. Uh, Sanson's not liking you. Now, again, he's not saying when you're going out, but he's saying he doesn't like you. He doesn't like you for the long run. Right. He's saying it's going to be hard. You know, it's going to take a miracle, right, for I and me to, to finish yeah. out this season on top in the position that he currently sits. And I'll tell you, the Sanson, look, I'm looking at average points per week, and I and me is right there at the bottom at 92.4. Um, these bottom four teams just below the 100-point threshold, which myself sits at right now, right at 100.49. So as we continue through the season, you know, I think I think we're going to learn a lot from the Sansom rankings, and I think we're all going to be a little impressed uh, at at how accurate, how scarily accurate they are. So that's something to keep in mind. Again, thank you, Mr. LF Guillotine, for this week's version of the Sansom rankings. Always so much to pull apart and dive into there. Um, you know, but now I think what we got to do is we've put the number out. We've asked you guys to write in, to tweet us, to call us. We want to know your thoughts. We want to know how you're feeling, what you're thinking, how's your season going, what do you want us to tackle on the pod, you know, um, anything that's on your mind. And we had brought up in a recent show looking at some of these show statistics that, hey, we've actually got a fan in Germany. <laughs> And I think we found him, ladies and gentlemen, because in this week's mailbag, we were going to talk to a very, very special guest. You used to call me on my cell phone. Day night when you need my love. You got call me on my cell phone. Day night when you need my love. You got mail. So this week, look, we got a tweet. I was like, hey, who's this? From <laughs> Germany. Jürgen, the floor is yours. Hello, this is uh, Jürgen Goldschmidt calling all the way from Dusseldorf. I uh, found your podcast online and I thought I'd call in. Uh, very interesting, looking for actual guillotine-related podcasts, but here I am. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> first-time caller, and, uh, long-time listener. Uh, keep up the good work. My only question is, how much will we pay for Lamar Jackson next week? Uh, that is it. Maybe we could talk some Bundesliga one time, too. That would be good. Add in some Bundesliga talk. It's too much to ask. But, uh, okay, I'll be to them. Goodbye. Jürgen, look, thanks for calling in. Jason, we're international. Um, you know, Jürgen calling from Germany. He's looking 
for the guillotine content. Jurgen, thank you so much for the for the call. Uh, hopefully you can get something out of this week's episode with the strategy, talking some of these waiver bids. Uh, clearly, Jurgen wants to know how much are we spending on Lamar Jackson next week? He he doesn't like I like it. He's he doesn't like the bid. He's throwing some shade at SMD FTB. <laughs> and he wants to know, you know, uh, six sixty six, a lot of coin. So when SMD FTB gets cut this week, what are we paying next week? Oh man, I I can't see it hanging around. It might be half that. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna Oof. say three. Let's just go three sixty six. It'll be tough if you pick up Lamar and he doesn't he doesn't win it for you this week. He does some turd number which they're playing where they playing the Bengals. gosh yeah that's, that's a night game right i think one of the ladies in our awesome office game. is going i'm pretty sure it's in baltimore right i think it's gotta so. be. yeah because one of the ladies in our office is going so i am sure uh kittle engine that could <laughs> is going to be there as well um you know i don't I haven't, I haven't watched a ton of uh their games the last few years, but those division battles are always tough. Like, I don't remember exactly how they fared last year. Obviously, they play them twice a year. Bengals know him really well. So I think he could be right. It could be one of those things where they just know him better than other teams. They're able to spy him, take away what he does best. He could lay a turd and be right back on the waivers. Yeah. I think from a game script perspective, I mean, we've seen our secondary. They're supposed to be amazing, but they've been getting smoked. And I mean, here comes... You know, Burroughs and Jamar Chase, Higgins. I mean, they're they're going to do stuff to our secondary. So for maybe a game script perspective, Lamar's going to have to sling the rock. But Bateman's been hurt. Um, I don't know. Is it going to be Duvernay? And what? And Andrews, I guess. Duvernay and Andrews? I don't think Gus is going to be played. Uh, we'll see. I believe it when I see it when Baltimore starts putting up a dub. Harbaugh's on to the next week. All right, well, let's win one, you know. I, the Stop Bengals, losing. The Bengals haven't been prolific scoring this year i think we all assumed that offensive line was going to be good again and it hasn't played very sucks. well yeah yeah and it like even so look they, at they Mixon's do, numbers you know it's just not not a great yeah. year if they do pressure burrows that's made money to us but it's a long four quarters we've trailed for 14 seconds is that what is that something i saw with the baltimore's trailed for 14 seconds <laughs> baltimore's trailed God. for you know less than 20 seconds the entire football season through four games and they are two and two just mathematically Ugh. unfathomable it's tough man it's a tough one especially for a hardball team that prides themselves on defense running the ball special teams like you're not supposed to lose close games like that um you know last week put the ball in your best player's hands i have no problem with that just didn't work out the play was there do you watch the replay he had two guys wide yeah. open in the end zone just couldn't get the throw off. i think he he rolled right and i think um he, uh, I think he, two guys are open to the left, and he just kind of got stuck, and then he slings it to Duvernay. I think even Duvernay was even open earlier. He would have just saw him. I mean, he had pressure. It's tough, you know. So Lamar, Lamar comes things. back on to the waivers next week. <laughs> You're bidding. Potentially. What dollar? I'm amount? bidding 336. 336. What do you think wins him next week? Gosh, four, five, four, four seventy-eight. So right now, Lamar Jackson, average winning bid last week was 372. Average winning bid on the year, 342. So I think you're right there. If he has a big week, maybe we, like you say, right around that number, close to four for me. Um, you know, again, I think it's, I think it's one of those situations where 
you got to have one of the best, but I would want to look at their upcoming schedule versus defenses, their ranks versus quarterback, even though he's special. And like, obviously this just for some of those quarterbacks like himself, like a Josh Allen, you sort of got to throw some of these numbers out the window, but they have the worst adjusted schedule against quarterback the rest of the way. The Ravens 32 dead last in the NFL, Josh Allen, number one. Adjusted yeah, schedule bills. remaining against the quarterback. Hey, yeah, if you're in other leagues, man, stack up on your bills. They're they're about to just wait for Josh out. Allen to get cut and spend whatever you want to cut on you yeah. know on uh, on Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Just save it, spend it when Allen <laughs> mm-hmm. gets cut. It's coming. I mean, he's gonna have a bad game. You know, if you can hold out with, look, God forbid, you know, you have you know, one of these turds down here like Wentz or Mariota. That Mariota hasn't been bad. Matt Ryan, Tannehill. You got to get yourself into something a little bit more cushy. Get yourself into a car. They're throwing a ton. Get yourself a, get yourself a Geno Smith. Get yourself a Get yourself into a nice, <laughs> cushy Geno Smith. Just, hey. to, just to tread the water, right, until you see Allen hit the wire and just let loose. So, yeah, I wanted to piggyback off that. Allen to the wire. I think we might see Allen to the wire this week. I think get off me who we've spoken about should be, could be, is going to be. And he's got Josh Allen. Save it. it. We're not there quite yet. (laughs) Just uh, to finish out this mailbag, you know, I will say Jurgen, thank you again for the call. We appreciate you reaching out all the way from Germany. It uh, is very nice to, to hear some of these thoughts from, from across the world. Um, you know, as far as the Bundesliga goes, we can talk a little Bundesliga if you want, but my knowledge is fairly limited to like FIFA 05 when uh, <laughs> myself and LF Guillotine slice them and dice them. Look, we could get you properly rousted. We could get you, uh, we could get you snuck a putzed with a Dortmund and Rossicki or uh, a Bayern Munich and Schweinsteiger, Odell. Bayern Munich, yes. We could get, yeah. We could get you roused. We could talk a little some bit. FIFA names. But it's my, like, uh, well, hey, go ahead. <laughs> Union Ber- Union Berlin is sitting at the top of the Bunion, okay. uh, Bundesliga right now for the season, followed by SC Freiburg. So let's, so let's yeah, go. Who, who's your team, Jurgen? Let us know, man. We can talk a little Bundesliga. I can say like my closest experience with German uh, footy is I actually went to the uh, USA versus Germany national game with my. Uh, bass player at the time of my band and his then girlfriend Silka. Now Silka's family were all Germans. They brought a busload of Germans and they got absolutely housed on the way there. And they were rowdy, very rowdy. And this game was at RFK in DC. And if you've never been to RFK, that stadium, like it moves. Like as people start jumping, like the whole stadium moves. And it's crazy. I mean, the place was literally rocking. Like you watch it and it was like the whole building was moving. It was a crazy environment. That was when uh, we had just gotten Jurgen Klinsmann from Germany. He was the U.S. team coach. He'd only been there for like two years. And uh, it was a good game. We ended up beating them. We were kicking their ass. Kicking your ass, Jurgen. Four to one. Ended up four to three. But I remember Dempsey scored two goals in the second half. We were going nuts. You remember Josie Altador at the time, Phenom. He scored a goal. Uh, like I said, I think we were up four one. And Germany had goals from like... Max Kruse and maybe Julian Draxler. Uh, but th- it was amazing. One of the best soccer games I've ever been to. Again, that was like 2013. So long time ago. But <laughs> we look, man, we, we like the game. We enjoy the German game, man. Big fans over here. 
So yeah, welcome to your Bundesliga podcast. <laughs> there you go. So that's for you, Jurgen. <laughs> We've got one more question coming in via Twitter from at Killer Kohler. You know him as the Kittle Engine that could. <laughs> Kittle wants to know, how the hell did I survive with three injuries and benching guys that got 35 points? So I can tell you right now that the, the 35 points he's referring to on his bench, that was from Jared Goff. We touched on that on Thursday. Uh, he decided to start the GOAT, Tom Brady, who had a great game, best game of the year so far. He didn't quite get to that 35, but... I think that had something to do with it. We also talked about Christian McCaffrey, had his best week of the year so far. Uh, how did he survive with three injuries and benching 35? Well, yeah, like I said, yeah, I mean, yeah, he scored 107-10. So, I mean, that puts him, looks like, in the top, right in the middle of the league. So, I mean, he had to beat 82.16. That included a zero from Marvin Jones. So, yeah, 27 points from Brady, 25 from McCaffrey. That. Spread those out. You're happy. DeAndre Carter, who we've shit on. Uh, he's on. He's playing that. 3.6 points. But hey, Higby, uh, Higby scoring. He went the double tight end, the Jacksonville play. Um, hey, man, it doesn't take a lot of points. It just takes some points. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the double tight end play. I will say, after last week's uh, Kelsey Hawkinson duo, yeah. I'm a big fan. Jesus. Yeah, the Hawkins is an anomaly. He's got some regression, but that is nice. Little update um, here. He didn't really. He didn't really have any choice. He had uh, Keenan Allen and Amon Ross St. Brown on the, you know, out. So it just worked out for you, dude. Look, now Cordero, you know, look, a little luck. We all need a little luck here and there to get through a guillotine season. And I think some went your way last week, Kittle Engine. That could just be careful with that lines by coming up. It's staring you in the face. Make a plan. You know, have someone to turn to. And uh, I'm just, I'll give you a little quick update here on this Thursday night football game. We're three minutes left in the third quarter, and it is six to six. Um, Matt Ryan just threw another interception on like his Gosh. own 30 yard line. Russell Wilson just dropped a dime into their tight end's hands, and he dropped it at the goal line and kicked it out of the back of the end zone. And it's everything you want, and you've come to know and love about Thursday night football. I mean, this is on brand as it gets. I'm actually thoroughly enjoying this now, and I hope it ends 6-6. to That'd be a scorigami, right? It's got to be. Yeah, I do enjoy, or I do remember, you know, when I was living abroad, I'd sync up with you on a Madden game and I'd be like, let's try and play out some of these games of the week. And it would always be like, let's play the turd bowls, you know, like let's play the shittiest, like the Browns versus Jets, you know, let's, let's, let's hash this out. This would be one of them uh, for sure. This would be a great um, candidate. And that's going to take you know, looking us. At our, so go ahead. I was going to say, looking at our league, you know, Naeem Hines, I saw that he's out for the game. Uh, I, me has him in. Ooh, and uh, he started. A nice one point. Yeah, he 1. started and went out early, right? Like the first quarter. Yep. It was going to be the Naeem Hines show. I'm me uphill battle this week. Starting, you never want to start with an injury in the first quarter on Thursday in guillotine. No, no, no way. <laughs> and that's going to take us to our final segment of the week. Jason, you better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Who's going home this week, Donble? Yeah, so I said it before. Um, I think before the waivers ran, my man was sitting at the 11 seed. But uh, I think um, 
Mean Mugen, King, you know, Kittle that could, they all leapfrogged him. I've got get off me sitting at the bottom. He's getting chopped this week. All he's got is Josh Allen and a hopeful Darren Waller. I don't see him do anything else. I think he's getting chopped. Getting the chop, he says. Oh, man, look, uh, I I see really any reason to disagree with you, to be honest. Um, I think a lot of the teams that, that were weak have made additions, right? Uh, teams that had yep. holes the last couple weeks. We still don't have any buys this week, so you're looking at your whole squad top to bottom, you know. Um, I think once we get buys, this may look a little easier right now. It's looking like, uh, you know, whoever has, again, whoever has one of those running quarterbacks who's got one of these big-time wide receivers, probably okay this week. That's I'm looking at holes there when I'm looking at teams that I think could get chopped. And the one position that is tough is quarterbacks. Like you said, weather or whatever, they could have a bad game. So if a team is really leaning on their quarterback uh, and they don't have much else to really – point to uh i think that's when it gets tough and you know i love man i love some of his players but uh i you know he snuck in last week i i really don't i hate to say this but <laughs> i think mean mugen's going home oh no mean mugen yeah Mugen, i love you to death because um you know kittle really made it tight for you last week he's going with a double tight end stack right now he's got logan thomas and george kittle in uh his acquisition kareem hunt i think if he's gonna make it into next week look chase has had some down weeks he's due for a big game um the running backs sort of scare me burrow at the ravens i mean that that should just be like green lights that that stack of chase and burrow should go nuts if for some reason it doesn't i'm worried for my guy Mean Mugen. Yeah, I think he's going to need McLaurin to uh, to pull some weight for him. I think is John Dotson out? Dotson's got a ham. He's going to be out two weeks minimum, I think. And I wonder if he does the double Bengals wide receiver play and gives Chase and Tyler Boyd. It almost, yeah, I don't know, because you know that team's going to go off. Uh, or they should, you know, versus the Ravens. I, it, if they don't, so for me, it's easy because, I, like, that's only one thing needs to happen. I think for him to get chopped, and it's for the Bengals to have, you know, a letdown night. If that yeah. happens, yeah. those are his two of his four, three best players, and I think that's the easiest route I can see for a team to get chopped. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I want it to happen, but I'm saying I think it could happen. All right. Good job. And you, keeping score at you're home. hitting that Sarah McLaughlin for one of you guys next uh, next week. Oof. So um, appreciate you guys joining us again. Uh, look forward to seeing who hits the waivers this week. want to give a, another thank you to Jurgen all the way from Germany. Appreciate you calling in. Hopefully some of the stuff that we've uh, talked about tonight will help you going forward in your leagues. If you are not in the GGG team and you are tuning in, if you got any other questions for us, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter at GGGiatine, as in guillotine. You can call us at 949-GGGCHOP. That is 949-444-2467. Call the CHOP line. Leave us a message. We will play it on air, and we will respond. Jason, what do you think? 
Yeah, sounds all really good. Excited for another week of football. Excited for this Thursday night game to fucking end. Excited to chop some heads. Love you guys. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for LF Guillotine. I am Freddie Chops, and this has been the GG Guillotine League Fantasy Football Podcast. We will see you guys this Monday. Hit them straight. Hit them straight. Later. Later.